Some might say I'm a history geek. Well, the truth is, I am. Year 2108. Time travel was invented about half a century ago, and since then, its morality has been heavily debated. An organization called WCO, which stands for World Correction Organization, was formed as a result and they hired people of all ages to travel into the past in disguise to attempt to correct our mistakes. Their slogan is, Correcting Yesterday for a Brighter Tomorrow. My name is Elijah. I'm 17 years old, and I have a passionate dream to travel into the past to not only correct our past flaws as humanity, but to explore it. In 2108, getting a job was quite difficult due to the weak economy of the Allied States of America. About 50 years ago, a revolution erupted and once was the USA due to economic downturn and civil unrest. Many lives were lost, cities and homes destroyed. Out of the ashes rose two new nations, this one and the eastern provinces of America. Although our nation still had many flaws and ways to improve, we, along with the eastern provinces of America, emerged from our ancestors' destructive ways. Back to the job struggles. WCO, however, was desperate for anyone up to the task. They were a nationally run company, and not only was this the reason why it was easier to get a job there, but part of the continent wanted to destroy them, while the other part was in support of their cause. So, they were kind of desperate. I have a natural appreciation for history, and what better way is there to learn about it than to experience it in real life? Of course, I was for changing the past for a better future, but I primarily wanted to time travel because of my interest in history. My parents were neglectful to me, and once they figured out I wanted to make a life of my own, they refused to permit me to go because they feared they would envy my success. I guess they were jealous by the thought of me having more money than them and succeeding where they failed. I had some terrible fights with them, more often than normal because they were drunk most of the time. I had nothing in this time to be motivated for or to strive for, and my home life was very poverty-stricken. This brings me to tell you about the adventurous story of my life as a time traveler, a history geek, and a dreamer, and how my life took many twists and turns. You're listening to Time Fashion, The Story of Elijah, Episode 1. Thank you for listening, and find the next episode wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Enjoy the show. Since my parents disapproved of my desire to work for WCO, I had secretly made my plan to run away and never come back. I booked a flight to New Seattle, the nearest location of a WCO installment in the nation's capital. As I was quietly getting ready, 
I began to think about what I was about to do. <laughs> what am I doing? <sighs> I started to tear up, remembering all the monstrosities of my childhood. At least one of my parents would come home every night heavily intoxicated, and they would beat me. For a few years, it was often that I ate paper from a magazine or scraps from the neighborhood dumpster because my parents had spent all of their money on alcohol and drugs. However, all of that was in the past. Perhaps by working for WCO, I could change my horrible past for a brighter tomorrow. One day, I wanted to create a life sustainable for me and my children, as no human being deserves the pain I went through. I couldn't believe I was about to do this. I was about to throw away all that I had lived through and start over. Well, there was no going back now. I had already spent 700 hard-earned credits for my plane ticket and another 1500 for a device to purchase it on. I pulled out my packed bag of all my important belongings and essentials from under my bed, made sure I had my flight ticket pulled up on my eye hollow, and snuck out of the house, knowing that I would never come back. You're going to the airport, too. Where are you headed? I'm headed to the eastern provinces to visit family. I was forced to move here as an infant due to the revolution's violent take on the east coast of the USA. I still have family there, and I'm going to visit them. What about you, young man? I just realized I had made a big mistake. What if she was against the WCO? I never really got into politics, but it seemed that she could be one of those conservative nuts who would be angered by my career aspirations. I couldn't just say I was going to work for them. She she might get offended or aggressive towards me. Ah, uh, uh, New, New Seattle. Huh, yeah. New Seattle, huh? That's one of the main installments of the WCO here in the ASA. Oh, uh, yeah, uh... I, I was hoping to find a, a job there. I, uh, I guess this is us. Be careful. They're not who they say they are.
Be careful. They're not who they say they are. <laughs> Crazy conspiracy theorist. Zip your back for me, please. of excitement of what was ahead of me. Well, if you think of it in a certain way, I guess behind. As I watched Kansas slowly shrink away and move behind me, I looked down at what I had known my whole life. Horrifying. Once we reached cruising altitude, I got up to the use of small bathroom. I didn't even need to use the toilet. I just needed a splash of water on my face to calm myself. Once I sat back down, the flight attendant began to hand out the small, mildly disgusting snacks. The only options were a small pack of generic raisins or wheat crackers. I politely passed on the oh, offer when I she reached my you. seat. The sun was just beginning to rise behind the plane, and I could now see the ground well. Out in the distance, I saw the ruins of what used to be Denver and the beginning of the Rocky Mountains behind it. I remembered learning all about the destroyed cities in school. Some of them left to crumble after the destruction was brought upon them, some rebuilt, and some relocated and renamed, such as New Seattle. New Seattle was formed after a majority of original Seattle was drowned by the ocean due to rising sea levels. No one could exactly confirm how it happened, but a chain of nuclear explosions went off in Antarctica, where thousands of missiles were stored, melting nearly all of the ice in the continent. The aftermath was devastating, flooding many nations. Amidst the chaos of the war that resulted from the crisis at hand, the USA, who had been brought to their knees, struck Denver with a ballistic missile in a last effort to stay afloat as a nation. Denver was one of the cities left to stay in ruins and remain abandoned until the end of times because of the nuclear waste and the cost to rebuild such a city as this. I tried to catch up on the sleep for the remainder of my flight, but I couldn't help but wonder about the meaning of those chilling words the woman told me earlier.
Welcome to New Seattle. After leaving the airport, I took the bus downtown, and on the way, I couldn't help but yet again think about my life ahead of me. When we had arrived downtown, I got off at the bus stop, and I was thankful that there was no situation like the one in Wichita. When the bus left, my mind went completely blank. I went all this way to plan my flight, but here I was, in the middle of the towering glass and steel skyscrapers, clueless as to what I did next. Should I look up my way to the WCO? Should I find a hotel to stay in? What will I do for food today? Transportation? My mind rushed with a million stressful thoughts. I began to panic. I sat down on a bench and took the time to relax and think my day out step by step. The first thing I was going to do was find the location of the WCO, look up how to get there, and find a cheap hotel near it. I pulled up my high hollow room and searched for it on the map. Thankfully, I was only about 20 blocks away, so I could probably walk there in reasonable time. I next looked for a hotel and found one close by. It wasn't as cheap as I thought it would be, but surely in the short time I would be hired, I could afford to pay for however long I needed to stay for training. I made the walk to the WCO building after booking my room, and on the way, I was looking for any sign of the building. When my eye hollow showed that I was there, I looked around, but I didn't see anything that displayed WCO on it. There were hundreds of cars driving through all the streets around me, honking and revving their engines. I felt disoriented as I started to have tunnel vision. I reached out of my backpack to sip on some water, regaining my composure. Uh, excuse me? Could you show me where the WCO building is? Oh, right there, bud. The man said it with a tone that made it seem obvious that I was overlooking something. He was pointing to something straight behind me. I turned around, and there it was. The tallest, grandest building in the center of the city. The WCO installment. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I guess I was expecting a smaller building, so I totally overlooked the towering, shiny, beautiful tower right behind me. I took a good, long look at the building, and I knew that from this moment on, it was the beginning of a new life. Hi, uh, checking in for Elijah? Of course. We'll have you in room 402. Thanks. Absolutely. Have a great day. Once I had settled into the hotel, I realized that it was only 11 o'clock. I had plenty of time. I had scheduled an interview at 2, so I decided to try and rest for a little before going. I set my alarm for 1, plopped on my bed, and almost instantly went to sleep. I was so tired that I didn't recall having any dreams.
but when I woke up to my alarm, I felt much better. I finished getting ready and left a little early to grab a bite to eat. It was fast food. I hadn't had a real bite to eat in what seems like forever. I mean, these days it's hard to avoid processed foods anywhere. When I was done eating, I walked over to WCO's towering building, took a deep breath, and walked in, trying to display confidence. Hi, uh, I'm here for my two o'clock interview. Yes, and what's the name? Elijah. All right. You will go to the 86th level by heading to the elevator to your right. Ah, thanks. The back of the elevator had a full glass window, and as the elevator went higher, I could see more of the city around me. Behind it was the Pacific Ocean, and when I had risen higher than most of the other buildings, I saw the tips of the submerged buildings from old Seattle in the ocean. The old space noodle, which we had learned about in school, had broken in its thinnest part and was leaning against another shattered, decaying building. To see ruins sent chills down my spine, knowing that this place had a very dark past. I didn't want to think about the horrors that went on in that city. Having to leave everything behind as the ocean consumed everything you knew was sickening. Hi, um, are you the manager of the 86th floor, by chance? Uh, yes, that's me. Oh, great, um... I'm Elijah here for the uh, two o'clock interview. Great. So tell me one thing. What are your opinions about time travel? I have a major interest in history, so what better way is there to learn about it than to experience it? I think it's really important that we, uh, we, we correct the past for a brighter tomorrow. Well, then you're perfect for this job, so therefore I am offering you one. Now, I just need to get some background checks in and then assigned you to your disguised family. First things first, how are your physical conditions? I'm very healthy. I've never had any health concerns or any procedures, so yeah. Good, because time traveling can temporarily increase your blood pressure, so if you already have high blood pressure, that would not be good. He asked me some other basic questions after that, like if I had anyone specific I wanted to be in my disguised family. I told him I was alone, so he put me with a recently hired couple. He walked me over to a young man and woman, both looking eager and confident. Hi, I'm Susan. And I'm Rob. Hi, I, I guess I'm your son now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Seeing this first minute of their personality, I knew we would do just fine. Heck, maybe I would find a sense of happiness and community, but I had better not get my hopes up. Now, you're probably asking, what is a disguised family? Well, let me tell you. 
It is the family you are to time travel with to whatever time period you are assigned to. You get to know them and train together to live with each other in your time period. When you're interacting with other people in the past, you are to act like you are in an actual genetic family together. Yes, this job involves quite a bit of acting and pretending, as well as knowing your co-workers on a very deep level. Thankfully, the WCO was paying me a good bit of money for training, so I could afford my hotel room along with food with a little bit to spare. Thankfully, I wasn't quite 18 yet, so the enormous tax on income didn't apply to me yet. I was told it would take two weeks to train before I was assigned a time period. The training mainly consisted of a class and telling my disguised family and I what to do and what not to do. Once the two weeks of training went by, Susan, Rob, and I were all given an evaluation, which we passed. This consisted of scenarios which our cover was blown and when personal relationships started to form. Our next step was to receive our assigned time period. Our manager said I would receive a message by 10 o'clock that night telling us what time period we would be assigned to. I sat on my bed in the hotel room in anticipation, constantly refreshing the message page to my inbox. I was so eager to know when I would be going. I was hoping for some time during early America, a time in which our world was vastly different. No way. <laughs> 